This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Credit Counselors. If you're struggling with credit card debt but don't know where to start, our trusted partner, Christian Credit Counselors, offers a debt management program that can get you out of credit card debt 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. Contact them to get out of debt today at ChristianCreditCounselors.org. The wedding season is nearly upon us, and if you're planning one, you're probably knee-deep in details. Hi, I'm Rob West. Yes, there are hundreds of items to sort out before the big day, but experience shows that one of the most important things is overlooked. That is, how will you and your spouse handle money? I'll talk about it today with Howard Dayton, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, I can't think of a better person to talk about how couples should handle money than our guest, Howard Dayton. He literally wrote the book on it. It's called Money and Marriage God's Way. And Howard, such a delight to have you with us today. Rob, it's always great to be with you. Well, we love it, Howard. And the very first thing you advise couples planning a wedding is to give complete disclosure with their finances. Let's start here. This is a critical idea, isn't it? It sure is. I mean, you should be fully transparent with your finances and make this commitment to each other. No secrets about money, Yes. <laughs> period. Right. Yeah. You know, so swap your financial statements to disclose all your assets and debts, uh, trade credit reports and credit scores, and talk over any financial struggles you've experienced. This is big, Rob, mm. because when you're honest, even if there's bad news, it builds trust. Your fiance will appreciate Uh, your integrity. Yeah, no doubt about that. And of course, Howard, it goes without saying this has to continue throughout your marriage. Financial infidelity is a bigger problem than we probably realize, right? Absolutely. I mean, how many times have you had a caller where, you know, they've confessed, you know, I haven't been handling money in a way that my spouse knows about. And uh, you really need to focus on no secrets about money when you're married. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Well, when we've gotten that one out of the way, the next item is talking through your financial goals, values, and expectations. So uh, help us out with that one. Well, Rob, you really want to get to know each other, learn each other's financial personalities and attitudes, then answer questions such as, uh, what do we want to accomplish in our financial lives? What things mean the most to you? It's, It's just really important to have this conversation. Howard, uh, in addition to goals, the word values is there for a very specific reason. That is, if we set goals without first starting with our values as believers, we may not get to the right goals. Isn't that true? That's exactly right. Values are really the foundation. Yeah. All right. Now you've compiled a list of questions you should ask each other as an engaged couple. So let's start working our way through these, Howard. Well, I got to give you a heads up, Rob. It's a long okay. list, but here <laughs> okay. are some of the critical ones that <laughs> you right, should ask good. your spouse. <laughs> uh, who's going to be the breadwinner? If both are breadwinners, what happens when we have children? Does the wife stay at home to raise them? Uh, how much of your income do you want to give? Who do you prefer to give to? Your church, ministries, the poor and needy? You need to talk these things over. And then uh, how much of our income do we want to save? 
And then uh, I love this question. What's your attitude towards debt? And mm. is paying off debt a really high priority for you? Yes. Then who will handle the bookkeeping and paying the bills? And how often should we meet to review our finances? Wow, what an important list of questions there, Howard. These are things that we might think, well, we can just wait and deal with that when we get married. But why is it so important to start talking through giving and the breadwinner and the bookkeeping before marriage? Well, you don't want to have surprises. That's yeah. the bottom line. I think one of the healthiest things uh, that I've done with Lynn, we made a list of issues that we wanted to talk to and you know, front and center were financial issues yeah. to, to be able to share our heart with one another to find out exactly uh, what motivates us and, and drives us. Yeah. And so much of this, Howard, can be shaped by how we were raised with regard to money, some of our earliest memories, how our parents handled it. All that plays into your money personality today, doesn't it? It sure does. And do you have a biblical perspective of the yeah. money that, you, that you've that you been entrusted with? I mean, that's huge because I can say in my own life, Rob, what I do today has been largely shaped not by my parents so much as what's God's Word tell us. Mm, that's so critical. Well, we're just getting started here. When we come back, we'll talk about a money date. What is that? And what role can that play? What about some other questions like, how are we going to handle two becoming one in our finances? And what about our lifestyle? How do we settle on that? We're talking with Howard Dayton today, founder of Compass, Finances God's Way, and the author of Money and Marriage God's Way. Your questions around the corner as well at 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance. We'll be right back. As a faithful listener of this program, you know that there's life-changing financial wisdom in God's Word. And FaithFi is here to help you and millions of others learn to be good and faithful stewards. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on help from monthly FaithFi patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. Has God provided financial answers for you through this ministry? If so, consider becoming a monthly FaithFi patron. Visit faithfi.com and click Give. We're grateful for support from Guidestone, whose diversified suite of investment solutions align with Christian values to create positive change in the world. More information is available at GuidestoneFunds.com. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of Guidestone Funds before investing. They're distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, which is not an advisory affiliate, a registered investment advisor, nor do they provide investment advice. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. Our guest today, Howard Dayton, one of my great friends and mentors, former host of this program. He's the founder of Compass Finances God's Way and the author, among many other books, of Money and Marriage God's Way. And that's our topic today. It's wedding season. And so we're talking about the preparation you need to do as an engaged couple to prepare for money and marriage. And Howard, this is a critical one. We all know the stats. 70% of couples will have conflict about money. And I think what you're instructing us in today can really set us up for success so that we're not a part of that statistic when we're married. Absolutely. And the sooner that you begin to communicate uh, with uh, transparency, with honesty with each other, the better. Remember my mantra, no secrets about money when you're, yes. <laughs> when you're talking about your wife or your fiance. 
Exactly right. And so critical. Howard, you mentioned a couple of questions before the break that engaged couples should ask one another. One of those is what percentage of our income do you want to give and where do you want to give? Why is this whole topic of giving so important to be addressed before marriage? Well, it's on God's heart, Rob. That's the the bottom line. He encourages us to be givers. He knows that it is uh, critical for our spiritual health, uh, to be generous people. And for the husband and wife, in many cases, in most cases, probably they're going to come from different backgrounds, yes. uh, maybe with a family that's been generous, maybe with a family who has not been generous. So it's really important to discuss this. And And I would say this is a good time for the folks to you know, dive into the Bible, to get a book that would be helpful to, for both of them to learn together. Mm. Uh, what God says about handling money and especially about the issue of generosity. Yeah, that's such a critical one. The other that you mentioned, Howard, among several is what is your attitude toward debt? How will we use it? And is paying it off a high priority? You know, this area of debt is one of the biggest problem areas in terms of not only the bondage that comes with it, but conflict in marriage. So how do you get started on the right foot with regard to debt? Well, you know, Rob, if a couple has a lot of debt, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. It's bondage, yeah. and especially if they're having a great difficulty in servicing that debt and making yes. progress in getting out of debt. So the earlier the couple can agree to do everything they can to eradicate their debt and stay out of it, yeah. uh, the better. Yeah, uh, that's it, so it just relieves so much stress in a family. I mean, I haven't had debt uh, since the late seventies, thanks to God's word, <laughs> yes. and uh, just all the um, struggles and arguments that we never had, yeah. uh, because we just made that decision as a couple. We, we would live a more modest lifestyle than we, you know, would have if we had a lot of debt. That's right. Uh, but it was worth it. Yeah. I love it. And I know it's uh, paid huge dividends in your life. I've certainly seen that to be the case as well. Now, we talked about reviewing our finances together as a couple. That's something most couples just don't do or think about. You've been recommending this for years. Tell us your thinking there. Well, I think it's super important for us to have a regular money date. Uh, That's when you get together and go over the week's income, spending, how well you've kept up uh, with the budget that you've established. Uh, It is just so important for the husband and wife, uh, even before they're married, to stay on track. It helps them uh, be accountable to one another when they have this uh, money date. And it doesn't have to be a Oh boy, here's the money day. This isn't yeah. going to be fun. Right. I mean, you 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 should seek to make it fun and and uh, rejoice when you make progress. That's one of the really key elements of a money date. You set a goal, we're going to pay off this debt, and then when you reach that goal, celebrate it. I mean, do something crazy. Go out for a you know, a milkshake together. I mean, whatever it might be uh to um uh, celebrate progress uh, that you're making. Yeah, that's really helpful. All right, Howard, there's a few other key questions that you recommend future couples ask one another. Uh, share a few of those with us. Well, I think the most important one, Rob, is that uh, how can we become one in our finances? You, when you marry, the Lord wants the two of you to become one in every area. 
So I recommend that you combine your finances early, work together to save and pay off any debt as quickly as possible. Uh, and then secondly, address what are your expectations concerning our lifestyle? Mm. What do you want for a, a home, furniture, cars, clothes? I mean, you name it so that you can get on the same page as early uh, as possible. And then third, what do you think we ought to spend for the wedding? Yeah. Let me tell you a quick story. All right. I uh, made the decision that with my daughter, uh, I was going to offer or set boundaries of $8,000 for your wedding. And with the provision that anything she came in under that would be used for the down payment on the fir their first home. Okay. And so she came in at $3,500. And uh, I was so proud of them. I mean, they had friends from her college class on photography take the pictures of the wedding. Uh, it was just a wonderful experience for them to actually use a budget because they were motivated. We need more money for the down payment on yes. our first house. And uh, that was um, that really got them on the same page, helped get them on the same page. I love that. All right. There's a few others, Howard. You talk about putting an estimated spending plan together. Why is that so important? Yeah, spending plan, a budget. You just learn so much about each other when you craft that spending plan because it really shows one another what your your mate's heart is. Uh, the Secondly, you both need to learn God's way of handling money. If you don't already, it's one of the most important steps an engaged couple can take is to learn what the Lord says about handling money. It radically changed our, our marriage when we learned that. Mm. You just can't overemphasize how important it is to have the God of the universe uh, caring enough about you that he's given you guidelines and, and principles on the handling of the resources that you're going to be entrusted with uh, for the rest of your lives. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Howard, if you find that you're misaligned on one of these, lifestyle, giving, how you're going to handle money, where do you go next? Well, it's a good idea if you have uh, access to a counselor yeah. uh, who can help you walk through that or, or a certified kingdom advisor. I mean, I would be looking for somebody who has expertise uh, and a biblical perspective of how to handle resources. It's just really helpful often to have a third party, Rob, who can help you navigate an issue where it's not so personal. You've got somebody uh, like a certified kingdom advisor who's really an expert in this area and can be a huge help to a young couple. Uh, Howard, we've got just a few seconds left. I know you've taught us to make prayer really a critical part of your money relationship as a couple. Talk about that as our last point here. Yes, whenever you have a money date, uh, Rob, you need to open in prayer and end in prayer. And specifically, when you end in prayer, if there's some issues that really are thorny issues or exciting issues, make that a part of your prayer. Wise advice, Howard. Thanks for stopping by, my friend. My pleasure. Love it, Rob. All right. Grateful for you. That's Howard Dayton, folks. You can read a lot more in his book, Money and Marriage, God's Way. All right. Your calls are next, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and this is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Much more just around the corner. Stick around. We're great.
grateful for support from Movement Mortgage, who provides residential home loans in all 50 states. Guided by a mission to love and value people and a goal to redefine the mortgage process, Movement seeks to help others achieve their financial goals. You can find out more at movement.com faith. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're grateful for support from Eventide Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. Eventide's approach to values-based investing is grounded in the belief that humankind was created in the image of God with intrinsic dignity, value, and worth. Eventide calls this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at eventideinvestments.com. That's eventideinvestments.com. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. Hey, we are listener-supported, which means this radio broadcast, our app, is listener-supported. And so if you would uh, consider a gift to the ministry, we'd certainly be grateful, especially as we head toward our fiscal year in in just a couple of months. This is a really important time of the year for us to finish strong and prepare for our next uh, fiscal year, if you will, of ministry. And uh, your support of this work goes a long way to helping us do what we do. Uh, you can give quickly and easily online at faithfi.com. Just click Give. If you've found uh, benefit from this program, you tune in with regularity, you consider yourself a part of the faith and finance community, uh, we'd love to invite you to invest in this work, and we'd certainly be grateful. Again, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Just click give, and thanks in advance. All right, we've got some lines open today. We'd love to hear from you with whatever you're thinking about financially. Here's our commitment to you, to be encouraging, to be hopeful, and to be biblical. We want to start with God's Word, not tack a few Bible verses on top to, of our answers, but really start with a biblical worldview of money and money management, recognizing God owns it all and we're stewards and money is a test and it's a testimony. It's also a tool to accomplish his purposes. And we'll try to help uh, give you some answers that are practical, but rooted in biblical principles. The number to call with your questions today is 800-525-7000. All right, back to the phones. We go to Austin, Texas. Mary, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Hey, I'm wondering about the necessity of a trust and a will, and I'll, I'll tell you what we've done. In Texas, they allow for transfer on death. Yes. So our uh, we've got two bank accounts, um, two cars, and a house. Yeah. And that's pretty much all our assets and have done transfer on death to each other, to my husband, to me, and me to him, and then to our daughter, who will be executor of the estate when, if we're both gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. We yeah, also have a will. We okay. also have a will for the little stuff. Yeah. You know, grandma's mm-hmm. picture and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you should be covered. Now, let me just give you a disclaimer here. I'm not an attorney, so it's always good to get professional legal counsel. But I can talk to you generally about how these things work and uh, anything specific to the state of Texas. You'd, of course, want to get legal counsel as well. But uh, in general, I like the direction you're going here. So this TOD, transfer on death account, which 
has to be a specific title, a uh, type of account, and not everything applies. As you said, there's going to be personal effects that you'll have to deal with in a will, and it sounds like you've done that. But that transfer on death uh, for those accounts, that's not going to pass through probate estate. Those uh, non-probate assets are going to be paid directly to the beneficiary or beneficiaries of the account. And so that's uh, really helpful to have. Uh, you asked about a trust. At least I see you inquired about that when you called. And what I would say is not everybody needs a trust by any means. You may be fine with your TODs and your will, which is going to cover really everything else that doesn't have a TOD assigned to it. The only reason you might want to have a trust is if you wanted uh, your assets to pass uh, beyond the TOD outside of probate. So you didn't want anything passing uh, according to the probate courts. You wanted it outside of the public record. You wanted more control over it um, in the sense that maybe if, if you and your husband were incapacitated uh, or if one predeceases the other and then one is incapacitated, the trust could go into effect and the trustee could handle your assets at that point. They could be handled after your death, so they don't have to be distributed right away. It could be, uh, you know, passed according to your wishes based on certain triggering events, whether it's the, you know, the beneficiaries receiving or, or reaching a certain age or a level of maturity, things like that. So if you wanted a bit more control over the assets, a trust can accomplish that. But apart from that, um, I think what you're doing with the transfer on death plus the will should have it covered. And then beyond that, what you'd need to make sure of is that you have some of these other documents that are important for end-of-life decisions like a living will, a durable power of attorney for financial um, you know, responsibility if one of you is incapacitated, and then even a healthcare surrogate to make healthcare-related decisions. But if you have all of that in place, you're, you're probably uh, all set. Thanks for your call today. Quickly to Indiana. Hi, Karen. Go right ahead. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering, is the insurance that um, insures your funds up to $250,000 in, um, in credit unions, is that as good as FDIC? It absolutely is. Yeah. So both the National Credit Union Administration, the NCUA, and the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, are both responsible for insuring funds in the event that a financial institution fails. They're both backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. It just that so happens that the NCUA is what insures the credit union and the FDIC is what insures the banks. But they both have the same limits and they both have the U.S. government backing. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I <laughs> Thank you. I was having trouble getting information about that. So thank you okay. very much. You're welcome. Very good. Thanks for your call uh, to Pennsylvania. Hi, Yvonne. How can I help you? So my husband died recently, and I have about um, $42,000 of his life insurance and another $21,000 of his Roth IRA. I'm 64 years old. And a year ago, we refinanced our mortgage so that our home equity line of credit would get, it was variable. So it wouldn't be variable and take advantage of those low interest rates. It's about $106,000 balance at 3.65% interest. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I should take that money and pay down my mortgage. My original goal, I took a second job so that we could get our mortgage paid off by the time I was 70 so that yeah. I could retire. And now yeah. that he's gone, yeah. I need that extra income to live. Yes, yes. 
Wow, I totally understand. So let me just make sure I understand, and, I, and I'm so sorry to hear about your husband's passing, Yvonne. Um, you have a, currently the mortgage balance is at 100000 and the inheritance that you got, the total of it is what, about forty? Is that right? Yeah, it's about forty, forty-two. There's another five thousand in an annuity, and okay. well, at, well, no, it's a, it's but no, there's seventy-one altogether because the Roth IRA is twenty-one. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I, I want to give you plenty of time to kind of talk this through. I don't want to rush it because I know this is something that's a big deal to you and it should be. Uh, and so uh, let's do this. You stay on the line. I'm going to have my team get your information and um, I'll get back in touch with you and we'll talk this through. Uh, I think, you know, we could go a couple of directions here and I just want to understand a little bit more uh, where you're at and then we'll decide where you go from here. Thanks for your call, Yvonne, and God bless you. Well, that's going to do it for us today, folks. On behalf of my team, Amy, Gabby, Robert, and Dan, I'm Rob West. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.